This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Yeah. No, I saw that poll. I voted. Yeah, as well. I appreciate that. So. I'm glad you're looking at Chet's poll. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason why women can't crack skulls in, in 2021 either. Joker is giving him the reach around comments. I'm sorry. It was, really, it was very weird. Yeah, maybe they can both be Captain America. They, they, they can share. They can share the no, no, shield. No. They don't need to share. Uh, one could be Captain North America and one could be South Captain South America. Captain South America. Oh, Laos. What? Uh, let's not make it racial. <laughs> it's they can okay, Captain Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere. Let's just call it that. Good lord. I just meant they could share the role. We're one nation. One of them's got more of a wintry vibe, so he could be North North America. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He could be Captain Canada. (laughs) Falcon can cover all the, you know. Falcon, dude, Carnival. Can you imagine Falcon at Carnival? Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast, the Craftology Radio Network, a collection of craft brews and geek news tied loosely together. Our podcast is intended to top off your mug with great craft beer and geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could speak to these topics but more? My name is Donnie again, as I always like to introduce myself. Mr. Lausman, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I don't like to introduce myself, so I prefer to be introduced. So thank you for that. I, that's my customary. That's yep. perfectly fine. Ragai813, how are you? Yes, I'm here. I'm doing great. It's been an awesome day. And I look forward to talking about everything that we have on our on our show notes with you fine gentlemen this evening. <laughs> awesome. And we've got our special guest, Chet. How are you? Great. I'm happy to be back by popular demand. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it was. There, there was a Twitter poll and they said 100% he should come back next week. So I said, yes, thank you. Yeah. No, I saw that poll. I voted as yeah, well. I appreciate that. So. I'm glad you're looking at Chet's poll. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's continue on. I mean, you've we seen start... it more than I have, Donnie. So. <laughs> wow. I don't know no, about that. That's no, fine. Never mind, never mind. Never mind. Just go, 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 go. <laughs> what? Move back? on. Okay. Well, uh, you know, like the, the the cold open is always fun, boys. How's the, how's your last two weeks? Lost. You've been through some some stuff. You've been to a race. Oh or yeah. Two. You've been having a great time. What uh, do you think about that? I've been having a bit too much of a rager, if I'm honest. But it was it was good. It was just it was just a lot. I went to the twelve hours of Sebring, and I camped for f- uh, four of those days. And boy, I should have only camped for two, but. But that's all right. I mean, I, I had a great time. I really did. I'm glad I was there. A lot of race cars, a lot of crazy people, um, a lot of just wild stuff. But, but it's good. Is I'm home back. Is this a dirt track or is this a pavement track? It's uh, it's actually used to be an airport, so it's a bumpy, bumpy track. Um, uh, nice but, little airfield. Yeah. Well, it's been there. It's the, actually it's America's oldest running race track. Uh, it's been it opened in 1950 as a racetrack. Somebody kind of redid half the actual airfield so 
it's kind of wild. It was a, it, again, it's always a crazy time, but this one is a 12 hour endurance race and man, cars start breaking around like hour 10 and then they just, just stuff goes crazy. So good times. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw, I saw your pictures. It wasn't like it was NASCAR. It was like, like actual, mm. like oh yeah cars, right it's, uh like, the last man's le mans if you will <laughs> yeah it's uh <laughs> it's the imsa the international motorsports uh, uh association that's the last one um i always forget that one but yeah so it's like gutted ferraris and the lamborghinis and then like they got lmp1 or i'm sorry lmp2 and lmp3 and just all sorts of crazy races going on in one race and there's airplanes and drunk people and People falling out of golf carts and all just, it was just wild. But hey, I know about people falling out of golf carts. Yeah. Yeah. I saw one. I mean, yeah. I wasn't driving though, so I'm all right. <laughs> but yeah, good times. Highly recommend it if you're in a weird middle part of Florida that's north of Okeechobee. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds good. Well, <clears throat> well, well, we'll get right into it. Um, I don't know. I, I had a really exciting weekend in beer. Uh, Chet and I made a, a little uh, endeavor that we'll we'll talk about later, but um, we can get right into it. Did you guys bring anything exciting? Because we have we have two things. I have two things at least to talk about. It's it's one. What are we drinking? Right. That's our that's our segment that we get into. And then the second one is what are we going to drink? And for the, what are we going to drink? I've got a really good one that I want your your insight on, Ryan. But yeah. who wants to kick off with a, with a with a solid? What are you drinking now? Anybody well, got one? If I, if I can question? just share just yeah. real quick, I, I don't have any more. But if you have not had it already, I, I just had it a few days ago. The sour Berliner Weiss, which is known as the Manchild from Hidden Springs Aleworks. If you have not had that, it's a peanut butter and raspberry jelly uh, Berliner. It is amazing. I just so happened to be up in Land O'Lakes uh, last week, picked up a couple of four packs. I actually got one for my uh, for my boss at work. She had messaged me the other uh, prior to uh, me seeing it. It was just by happenstance that I found it, but it is absolutely amazing. So I just want to share that with you. Um, five percent or 5.5%. Uh, ABV, it's got a 90 rank score on Beer Advocate. Definitely try to get your hands on that if you can find it. So it sounds that's all awesome. I got. It is delicious. It tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That actually does sound good. Now I wonder, yeah, because see, like the one that we had last week, which was the um, left hand brewing peanut butter, whatever it was called, it was really, really good. And it was, their, I think it was just their peanut butter ale, but it was like, it, there was no jelly, obviously, but it, man, it tasted like a peanut butter cup. We talked about that. So. Yeah. The, the peanut butter plus jelly, does that make it like a different drinking beer? Or does it just taste totally different? I mean, as a sour, um, you know, it's a good sipping yeah. sipping drink. And I, I, like I said, I was completely blown away by it. It was the first time I've actually had it. Um, but it was highly recommended. And I picked up some for myself. And I, I absolutely love that. I shared it with some friends. And they, I believe they liked it too. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Nice. So, awesome. Well, what'd you, what'd you, well, well, let me let me jump in with a little little tasty look that Chet brought here, and um, <clears throat> I can let Chet explain a little a little bit of this. You want to go ahead and give us a little uh, little Dunedin frosty Brute. take as to no. your yeah, oh yeah, Dunedin. Uh, they're hmm. un- unapologetic about their their craft beer they make, but man, um, yeah, this is a Dunedin's apricot peach, and that's going to be a fruit wheat, and that was just a happy mistake that I kind of came across today. I was in Dunedin. Figured out, hit up this brewery. Nice establishment, really good beer. And and I, I, he actually got a four pack of it. So like, I um, 
it, it's it is good if you like apricot at all it's a really good beer i don't normally like fruit beer at all it's like point blank but this one's got a really heavy not heavy but it's like a really you you know you're smelling apricot or or peach you know when you kind of like pull it up to your face and it's got this nice you you boys can see it but it's it's a little hazy it's not it's not exactly a haze like hazy beer but it's got a nice little amber to it um, it drinks really light. It's got a it's got a nice little kind of tart finish where it's a little bit sour. Um, very fruity, very heavy. Have you, have you had this before, Ryan? I have. Um, and not too long ago, my dad he was like, "I love this beer." And last time I was down in Dunedin, I picked him up a four pack as well. So you know, uh, craft beer, all ages are, are enjoying it, but that one especially um, is very very tasty. One of my favorites from Dunedin. Fine Brewing. little establishment they got over there in Dunedin. Yeah, absolutely. Chet, yeah, Chet was just kind of exploring, you know, the area, and he just stumbled across it. And, and I said, you know, you got to go to Dunedin Brewery. And that's, it's weird because they don't they don't distribute, they don't like actually they don't have kegs of their beer most <clears> times. I mean, they do for, I think for charity and things like that, but they don't normally, you know, distribute. So it's just it's hard to get their beer. And that's the unique thing about this brewery is that Dunedin is is such a small but large and heavy presence where it's like. It's not exactly like you know a beer that you can get anywhere in the country. It, it's really very hyper hyper local, but it but it is good. And the apricot is is awesome. I mean, I always like I always like to try these these crazier ones that have kind of like a fruit flavor, fruit aroma, and that kind of stuff. But this one's just super drinkable. It's springtime right now, so it's it's really good um, to just have when you're like outside doing stuff, or even if you're like sitting by the fire, it's one of those like middle spring beers that I think is just almost perfect. So, um, it's really, it's a really good beer that we're drinking tonight, but, and the brewery um, itself too, if I can just add the brewery itself has an amazing atmosphere. Uh, I don't know what they're doing now with the COVID Big outdoor spaces. Yeah. And if you're Um, sick, you can get three of their beers in a 16 ounce or yeah, 16 ounce pint. Or uh, everything else you can get to go in a crowler. So yeah, nice. Well, and and what I was gonna say that too, like when back before COVID, when I'd go there, you know, you'd be sitting literally inside the brewery, just on the other side of the fermenters. But then they'd have uh, all the local bands that they could get their hands on. Uh, just you know, it's it's a party when you go to Dunedin Brew. You know, I wish <laughs> uh, you know we could do that more often now, but maybe maybe soon we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. It typically, yeah, I'm sure it typically is. You know, a party like that. It's just. It is weird times, obviously. So, so yeah. it is, you know, weird for the breweries too. But, but yeah, Dunedin is is great. I I don't understand. You know, I would love to understand kind of like how they've been doing to this whole thing because of their distribution model and because of how limited it is. But obviously, they're they're holding tight and they're they're doing just fine. So, um, you know, I applaud them it, for for a peach ale because I've had several peach ales. It's 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 really good. It's very drinkable. Nobody's gonna be disappointed if you try no. this beer. It's not overly heavy. It's not overly light. It's not too full flavored. It's not too hoppy. It's not too dry. It's not too fruit forward. It's kind of like if you really wanted to expose someone to a craft beer, apricot peach ale sounds from a non-craft beer standpoint about as crafty as you can get. So yep. big, big <laughs> fan. So love it. Nice. Well, yeah. Yeah. well, awesome, man. What'd you bring? So, I, again, I've had severe technology issues um, all day, really. Uh, so I know nothing about this beer. And I've seen it several times at my local 7-Eleven. Shout out. 
Um, and <laughs> it is, it's from Parish Brewing Company in Louisiana. I have no idea how the hell they got it over here. I have no idea why they stock it so much. Um, it is called Dr. Juice. And it's really, really great. Like, <laughs> it just, oh, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Dude, the can looks honestly amazing. It's it's all sorts of hippie tie-dye. It's got this weird skeleton holding a, a big old thing of hops, and he's in a lab coat. And it's just, again, I bought it because I was like, I've had my eye on it for a while. Like, they still had a bunch of it. And I was like, I just got to try it. So, um, again, I don't know a whole lot about its upbringing, what's what's in it, and everything like that, but uh, all I know is that it's 6% 6 ABV, it's out of Parish Brewing, and it's from Brossard, Louisiana. Um, It's honestly delicious. It's wonderful. Uh, What does it taste like? So it fits yeah. that it fits that bill that you you actually reference for your beer, where it's a great summertime beer. Like it, it's starting to get a little warm a little bit, um, and it or I shouldn't say you said springtime actually. Um, so it's, it's summer for most people. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, well, either of which okay. Um, it's a very light tasting beer with not a lot of hop bite, and so it actually. Um, it actually doesn't have that, that real fierce tail end. It's just very smooth. So it's got the IPA like fillingness to it, um, and flavor, but it really just doesn't bite at any point. So I have a feeling it'd pair really well with like, I want to say softer flavors. Um, so not like anything crazy, like smoky or anything like that, but like just some, some real neutral stuff. Um, but it's, it's fantastic. And again, at 6%, it's a pretty mid grade. Mm. Um, IPA. Beer so you're saying I should head to 7-Eleven after this? Uh, yeah, dude. I, you have no idea the story of the 7-Eleven that, <laughs> that lives near me. Um, I live near it, I suppose, because, man, <laughs> they have so many weird craft beers. Like, I don't know if the guy's just, like, throwing a dart at a dartboard, and he's just like, yeah, sure, let's buy from them. Like, I have no idea. I think that's what happens, because, like, there's beers from all over the place, and they're right in between, like the hard seltzers and like the Coors Light. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, sure. I'll just grab that one. So. Yeah. I always nice love the tales of what you find at your Seven Eleven. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like who would expect an IPA from Louisiana? Like at the Seven Eleven, that's 1.3 miles from my house. So. Just a magical beacon in the night. <laughs> it is. But sometimes it's not, man. They go through, they went through a, <laughs> They went through Sometimes a phase. They're seven <laughs> ten. Yeah. They went through a phase where all they did was stock um, domestics, like you know, normal standard domestics and seltzers. I'm like, yeah, there's so every other Seven Eleven in the world. Yeah, but that was like a phase for them. They they phased it out and they went, no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. So it's it's been a roller coaster ride with them, but big fan. So, no, oh, it's awesome. Well, Ryan, I have one more thing. One more, one more thing that I had to show you, or at Let's least ask your it. opinion of. Okay. Because we, we have finally gotten Ooh. our, our Hunapus. And this is the segment that we always call, you know, what are you drinking? What are you going to drink? But this is the 2021 Hanapu, and I've got two of them. Now, so, I was tempted. 
The second one, you're gonna like let us do a little drive-by tasting as you know. You I'm put, not sure that bottle. we can do that with the first one. Maybe we can do it with the first one. I don't know. Okay. I just I had a hard time. I'm like, listen, if I crack it open for this evening, I'm like, it's just it's just gonna be gone, right? Like, yeah, I just can't. Yeah, and, and I have to work tomorrow, so yeah. like I can't. Okay. <laughs> I can't really do that either. But I think that there's an occasion that we'll find something. And if not, the best case about the best case about Hanapu is that. Literally, you you can drink it what a, a year from now, two years from now. I mean, people have aged this beer for you know for for a long time. So I'm like, oh yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not that concerned about burning it. But man, Ryan, as the only person that I know in in recent history that's had one of these, can you please just give a brief description of the last time that you've had a Hanapu so we can understand what we're about to walk into? Just give us like Absolutely. a thirty second so coverage. You of haven't it. even opened it yet. Correct. I've okay. not opened either bottle, and I thought about it, but I'm like, there's only two of us. We're almost into this pandy here. We can get out of this thing, and maybe we can share a bottle together. So I'm really trying to save it. But you I think, tell me if I, I should. I think once you <laughs> open it and taste it, you're not going to be able to put the cap back on it, but I leave that up to your discretion. You know what you yeah. have to do in your life tomorrow. Um, it's an amazing beer. 10.2%, so it's not too, too bad. Um, but you'll get cocoa nibs you're, you're gonna get all sorts of different flavors Those are my favorite kind of nibs yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know i've had many different variations i think the last time i had it um was maybe i, I had a 2013 if i'm not mistaken over over a brew but you guys are gonna love it it's dark it's rich it's thick and uh um, what does it drink like does it drink like like it's a, a stout like a stout i mean it's a bit there's a drink okay so so is guinness but the guinness is a weird stout well, it doesn't drink like a well stout, guinness is a nitro right? so right it's not the same but like it's also lighter i've had i've had dunkles i've had porters let's, I've let's had put stouts. it this way donnie it ranks a score of 100 on beer advocate <laughs> so <laughs> so it's perfect i say you crack that bad boy open and we'll get the first take of your uh sips of uh hunapoo how about that yeah I, that's why I got. That's why I'm happy I got two. So we can we can test one out for the team here, and then we can, we can do a full you know like enjoyment session for the second one. So like okay. either way, these are gonna sit in my fridge until we find the perfect time to do it. Ah, unluckily, oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, unluckily it was after Florida Craft Beer Day, and luckily it was like at the tail end of this pandemic. So hopefully. In a, in a weeks or months, you know, we'll be able to enjoy this together, and we can we can really really have a good time. So real quick, Donnie, have you ever had the? I think it's the uh, the Zukov. I think it's a Marshall Zukov or Marshall Zukov from Cigar City. I can just say no, regardless okay. of what. Well, it's the it is. same base malt, but they just do they add different things to it. So that's that's. I didn't know thing the Zukov was like a thing. So yeah. Mm-hmm. News. I didn't cough. Yeah. Did Zukov? <laughs> I I did not cough. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the uh, Swedish so, doctor accent there. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, I, I'm just trying, man. Just trying. But no, I think you guys are going to love it. Uh, I would love to try the 2020. It's a great beer. And uh, you know they're going to make it extra special this year, as they always do. But, uh, it's the 2021 so. lottery beer, bruh. So Nicely we'll done. See. I'm glad you got to win a bottle. Uh, I, I got to, Yeah, we'll see. I got, got a couple. So, all right. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to crack it like... I don't know if we were off, you know, for the rest of the week. Maybe I would have. The <laughs> <A> week, <laughs> but we're not, so I can't. So tomorrow's yeah, we'll Wednesday. Have to just, we'll have to just save that one for a what are we going to drink, you know? Piece okay. There. But 
But we're not here to talk about all that we're going to drink. We are here to talk about a number of things. A lot of those things happen in the Geek News section. We've already been through this beer thing now for at least 20 minutes. So boys, I hope you are prepared to talk about uh, the the Geek News section. There's a lot that has happened since we last spoke together. And we teased this. And now Ryan... Um, I don't know in Lausman, I don't know, I know there's a lot of stuff going on, but we had a lot happen here. So I'm not going to even throw out any soft teases, but we'll start things off with the biggest and longest thing that's happened, this this break that we had. The Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, boys. Love it. Love it. Okay. Chet? It was a... F- it was an improvement. It was a long improvement. I honestly, I loved it. I, I, I Josh Whedon better lock his doors. <laughs> I rank it on all of the on the DC movie lists. Right, we have Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman eighty four, which is technically Wonder Woman two. We had Batman vs Superman. We had Justice League. We have Snyder cut of Justice League, and then we've got we've also got like the Birds of Prey, which I never saw. We had. The uh, Suicide Squad. We had a whole bunch of DC movies. I don't know if this is my favorite DC movie, but the Zack Snyder's Justice League cut is by far an improvement upon the first one, which came out in 2017. So let me just preface that, 2017. Ryan, kick it to you for some additional dialogue because that's crazy, the fact that it came out three, four years ago. <laughs> yeah. And um, to, to that point, I just feel that seeing it in its original form really made it feel like we were gearing up to, you know, a long ride, but because uh, what was it like three and a half, four hours long, something like that. Four hours and five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Long. So, and, four, and then four hours and 15, four if hours. you include the credits, but uh, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed, I feel like you got to see more of like the development of the story. It didn't just jump all over the place. And, um, that, that was really my thing. My, my only dislike of it was I felt like the audio didn't come through very loud and I had my volume all the way up. I don't know if you guys had the same <laughs> experience, but, uh, it could have just been unfit. No, no. Okay. Then it was just me. I didn't, I didn't notice the volume <laughs> thing besides the fact that we were streaming it through, you know, the HBO max or whatever yeah. the app was, but, but I watched my, no. my movies through my neighbor's window. So I never get good audio. Volume's always bad, huh? <laughs> it, it, it made everything kind of seamlessly make more sense rather than just here's well, this, here's and that's, that. That's the thing. In, in <laughs> Laos, so you haven't seen it, correct? Laos, you haven't seen the Snyder Cut? Correct. I saw the original. I did not see the Snyder Cut yet. Well, the, the good news is about the Snyder Cut is that a lot of this stuff isn't necessarily a spoiler because it was already there. But good. the Snyder Cut, what I found that it did was it expanded upon every character that was in the movie and then also included some other additional characters, which is which I thought was a welcomed approach to it. So it's almost like, and the way that, that Zack Snyder did it was that he broke it into six segments, which I thought was, was interesting to do. It was like a different version of the Marvel Endgame and Infinity War, right? Like they brought it into segments as well. This was a little bit different, as in they had individual segments that could have probably lived on their own, but they, but they, you know, progressed into the movie, and each one kind of had a point and a plot line, but yet it fit in together to the, the overall plot, which was great. Um, I, I just, I love the fact that they introduced the characters, the superheroes, right after Batman v Superman, very differently. They gave some characters that really needed some backstory, some solid backstory. And they also, what this movie did was tee up 
Keep in mind that this was supposed to be put out in 2017, before Aquaman, before Wonder Woman, before, you know, whatever. So, like, the the rest of, of, of the DC Universe, but it teed up all these other characters to understand, A, why they're so invested in this story, which was Justice League, and then, B, how they can stand on their own as Aquaman has a movie and Wonder Woman has two movies, you know? It's like... Some of these things just weren't explored, and then you see them explored, and it makes more sense. Not only does that make more sense, but the bad guys were more flushed out. You saw a different side of Darkseid and, and Steppenwolf, which was like, you know, very... You could equate it to the Marvel Universe, but it was like the master and the servant, right? Like, there was just a, a part there that was missing from the first movie. The fact that it was four hours long, you know, it was difficult to stomach... But besides that, I mean, I think it was like Chet said, hands hands down a better cut of the movie. And that's, I didn't want it that's to what end. I really appreciate. And the fact that it was four hours long, part of that is because I read earlier, ten percent of that movie was in slow motion. Right? <laughs> so that's the flash running around, but you see him run around for like four minutes at a time. That's part of it. But much sharper story arcs. Uh, the action had a less childish feel to it so like there was still some gory like cut off limb scenes which helps right if you're watching the superhero movie you still want to see some like gore and some action so it made it like less comical and less childish yeah um and then just the deeper story arcs but a lot of slow motion yeah and there was a lot of gore in it too like you even saw there was a there was a couple scenes in wonder woman she throws a dude a couple dudes she, she goes into a, to, to the same scene as in the original movie, Lostman. But when she leaves there, all the people are dead, which didn't happen the first time. Like huh. in Batman vs. Superman, we saw Batman literally throw grenades into rooms, which you never saw Batman yeah. do before. Not to mention he throws an F-bomb in this movie. But she throws guys against the wall and their blood just... Yep. Oh boy. There's no reason why women can't crack skulls in, in 2021 either. So it's, yeah, Let's it's, ride with it. It's it's very bizarre, but it was a definitely definitely a, a good, solid, different take, and so like I I loved it. Um, I I really did think it was a better version, but Ryan's- yeah, it also shows you the Hollywood kind of misfortune that happens when they take something that was originally good, make it something that's noticeably dog shit, and you know this could have just been a good movie four years ago. Yeah. And a lot of that is, is because these movies now, like anything with Disney, anything with Warner Brothers and DC, it's like a, it's a movie by committee, right? Like they have to say, no, I get that, but we need to tone it down here. And we need to make more women, you know, we need to make more, more equality, more diversity, whatever it may be. They, they modify it to a point of where it's okay for the shareholders, right? To project what they think is right. But then the fans get it, and they're like, this is not comic book accurate. He would never do this. Batman would never throw a grenade into a room full of people and kill everyone or drop F-bombs and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of neat just to see it. But I have some, some like, after-action thoughts. But Ryan, since you've seen it, you know, I want you to expand a little bit more about what you liked about it because I have some thoughts for what this means for cinema moving forward and then, obviously, the franchise here and what this impacts other franchises. So... I'd love to hear what your your. I mean, in, in that perspective, um, you know, collect my thoughts here on that on that question. But um, I think seeing that cut with everything put together, it really felt like 
DC could have been onto something similar to what Marvel has done just in one movie. I mean, they were four hours long, you know, they got to tell their story uh, again. And I think that that in itself should be taken um, seriously because we, we want more of that, you know, especially if it is a new character coming into the, to the realm. Yeah, so the original kind of set them back in a way almost. Yes, exactly. And we've talked about this before in the podcast too, how Marvel's been able to accomplish that, whereas DC has failed time and time again, and they're constantly reincarnating uh, the, the the main characters. They just never led anything up to it. I actually, you know, and I forgive me, because I don't know if they've already come out with one, but have they done a follow-up to this movie with as far as, you know, Darkseid and all of that? Because that I wanted to see that. I thought it was going to be in this movie because of yeah. how long it was. But I wanted to see the follow-up. I mean, Darkseid's kind of like Thanos in a way. Well, they so when I mean, obviously, the original director Zack Snyder was was on board to do this, and there was going to be three movies. It was actually going to be a, a Justice League one, two, and three, and there would be Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and then you'd have Superman after you know the, the last Superman, and then you'd probably have another Batman movie, and then it would lead up to Justice League three. And none of that is happening. Now, I say none of that is happening, but the beauty of DC compared to Marvel, Marvel has this cohesive, big, gigantic universe that everything has to fit in, just like yeah. Star Wars. It's canon, right? They call it canon. The beauty of DC is that, it, and they've already shared it, not only in the Justice League original movie, but in this cut as well, as well as, you know, uh, it's been referenced in Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all that shit. They have multiple timelines. It's, it's a multiverse. They did the multiverse thing before Marvel did. And so technically, this movie is, is still in canon. And the things they put into the dialogue of the characters allow it to still flow within the canon of the DC Universe because the DC Universe is literally built on this multiverse. So the multiverse thing means that you can have... One timeline goes this way, one timeline goes this way, one timeline goes, you know, any way you want to. And they'll just kind of nitpick and say, this is where the, this is where the next movie Because keep in mind, they just, they are still in production, I believe, of the Robert Bat- Battinson. Pattinson. Pattinson. <laughs> I wish it was Battinson. Edward. Yeah. I'm Ed- just saying, they have Edward they have the Boys, the next Batman. <laughs> Bruce Battinson. So like. So, like, eventually Bruce Battinson is going to be the new Batman, right? And Bruce Wayne as Batflick is never going to happen again. So, like, these are the kind of realities that the DC Universe really thrives in. And I think they can they can still make this a thing if they fully embrace it. And they just say, like, this is how we're going to do it from now on. Very yeah. different from the MCU. But that's cool. I'm on board with that. I like to watch both if they're good, right? But the, yeah. the problem with DC is that... They've been putting out a lot of crap. This was just some weird fluke thing that's been battled for the last four years. And they're like, yeah, let's just fucking do it. Uh, I don't know if it's a fluke, but thank God they got a restart on that one. Because it definitely (laughs) cares. Yeah. I love it. it. So, go ahead. I was just saying, I loved it. I don't know when I'll watch it again because it is four hours long. (laughs) You'll watch it again when they release the Snyder Cut Justice's Grey Edition. So there's another edition of this coming Jesus. where it's black and white only. <laughs> oh, but it's and the same apparently, movie? apparently it's the same movie, but there's more Joker scenes in it. I so did like the like, Joker scene in in the in this Snyder's cut. Is he just always bloody in the mouth? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Okay. I thought that was a very real, raw like interaction between the Joker and Batman. That better looking cosmetically as well. 
Oh yeah, it, like his Joker was very the, good. The well, ridiculous it, tattoos. It looked better cosmetically, but what I learned about that scene in Lost Man, I'm sorry that we're just steamrolling over you on this, but you're good. The the Joker scene there was completely ad libbed. That scene, the nightmare scene, was completely ad libbed by Jared Leto in in Batflick, which I don't agree with because I think that that was pretty substantial and they should have mapped that out correctly because they gave a bunch of like jokers giving him the reach around comments i'm sorry it was, really, it was very weird it got it when got you watch dark. It, it it got really very weird they touched on how the joker killed robin which you didn't see none of this is spoiler boss it was all in the first one as well joe killed robin and then batman killed harley quinn and then joker and batman killed lois lane somehow it's very bizarre so like it's a weird and then eventually Batman sacrificed himself, and that's what's supposed to be Justice League 2. So it's it's all very odd. It'd be interesting to see if Warner Brothers picks up any of these ties and like tries to make something out of it, which I think they should after the fan you know, the fan outcry from it. That's like I wanna just pause it there and then I'll take my next point later, but like do you think Ryan, you know, and Chet, do you guys think that that was, you know, like the the right way to do it? Do you think everything kind of, I don't know how you can even like talk about what was different and what was not. There was so much like the lighting, yeah. the color, everything was very different. That was the right way to do that movie originally. Uh, and that's the unfortunate part because you could have just had that film that you built a franchise around without having to redo it and launch it on HBO Max during a pandemic and say, okay, everyone, I need you to trust us again and sit down. Yeah. And say, okay, <laughs> Zack Snyder's going to get this one right, and then let's go roast this Josh Whedon guy online and threaten his kids or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what's happening right he's, now. He's got it pretty tough. And I can't really blame these people, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at a meme of him being buried right now, and I, I kind of agree. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it was um, it's pretty it's pretty far outcry. But like, if we're if we're done talking with that, my my question like to the group here, Lausmany, you, you, I want your opinion on this too. Do you remember when that like the, the the Star Wars most recent trilogy was out after everyone? They were like, man, Force Awakens sucks. They should never have done it. You should do it this way. Remake Force Awakens. They did they did the next one. They did Rise of Skywalker. They did you know the, the whole thing. And it's like after this trilogy, like. Disney should have scrapped this and start over again. It's like, well, potentially, this is empowering that, right? They they had several directors for all of it. They can just be like, hey, we're going to scrap all those, and those are just an alternate timeline, and now we can do new Star Wars. <laughs> like, I really don't want all movies to go this way. I'm just happy that this one went that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to think about the what-if scenario like this, well, until people push back against Disney and cancel their Disney Plus subscription or say, I'm not paying a dollar or more for it, they're not going to redo anything for you. They're just saying, hey, we're the, like, you know, good luck wanting like Gina Carano back. You're not going to get her back. So, you know, it's true. RIP, though. But it, instead of a redo, let's get like a Knights of Ren trilogy or let's get like a Darth Maul series where it gets like a little darker. A little more we can saw people in half but it can still be on disney plus some type of way because they're not going to redo redo those films and do we even want to see it or can we just expand on like some of the darker characters that are in it yeah 
That's a great point. That's a really good point because I, oh, I yeah. think that be that that would be the, the plus that comes out of this, right? Wow, look at that Justice League thing and how they were able to do that. Let's take some weird. Let's take some weird dudes and some weird characters, like a Darth Vader six-episode series, and just make it dark as hell and just like go nuts with it, right? Like you would you would hope that this would be encouraging to them, and I think that the the fan base is going to echo that and say. Justice League did it. Look at look at that. They just they scrapped it. You know, like I don't want to shit on Ryan Johnson or any of that kind of stuff. It's not what I'm trying to do. It's just like I think, like Chet said, there is opportunity. And to be fair, the Mandalorian is doing it right now for them. Yeah. So they don't need to restart any anything when they've already started the next great thing, and we all accept it as a great piece of Star Wars too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think that's fantastic, but. Lossman, after all this feedback, what are you, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you hearing? What have you seen about this? You, you think we're on point? You think we're way off? Like, what do you? How are you feeling? So uh, there was one one point that you mentioned that uh, kind of really reached out to me. So uh, you mentioned all the ad libbing um, that kind of kind of shifted some scenes in a different way and whatnot. Uh, really, only on that on that point alone, I I recently heard about a. Um, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I, I heard about the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, um, that there was so much ad-libbing yes. in there that there was actually, like, potentially two to three different versions of that movie that went yeah. from PG-13, or, I'm sorry, PG, <laughs> oh, PG-13, no. and then potentially R, and then they were joking about an, a, an NC-17 version, because quite literally at several different points... Uh, they just let Robin Williams just go, like, and he just ad libbed, and there was. Oh, I gotta see that. Well, no, there is no N seventeen or NC seventeen. Uh, Not break that. The, yeah. I just want to see that put together. <laughs> well, there's that. So, yeah, the different version of Mrs. Is... Oh, dearie, yeah. well, go fuck yourself. It's a drive by fruiting. Yeah. She set her fake boobs on fire in the kitchen, and that was a great piece of cinema history. Oh, yeah. And you would pay money to see the rated R version. Oh, absolutely. I would. Oh, absolutely. Especially yeah. with the talented. What they're talking about is making a documentary about the filming of it. Correct. And then the highlights of that documentary being the rated R version where Robin Williams is ad-libbing. I'd watch it in And RT. I would also watch a four-hour version of that. Yep. That's what that's, I would watch over the ex- Justice League. Exactly where I was going with that, Chad. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say They should just take a montage of like all of Robin Williams' work that didn't yeah. make it into films. I would watch that for days. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, again, you know, it's just interesting coming from somebody who hasn't seen the movie that you guys are talking about very in-depth. Um I, I like the idea of the ad-libbing being able to change the way a scene is functioning, and I find that fascinating. So I watched the original of the Justice League. I am quite li- literally looking forward to uh, the Snyder Cut. So I can't wait to see it. I love a good ad Do you think you'll spread it over two to three days, or are you going to do it all in one sitting? <sighs> I don't know if I even have the time, but I will try to yeah, do it I don't one. know if you have it in you. <laughs> It took us two. It took us two days just to watch it. I'll just set the record straight. That's it's fair. hard to, to. You have full day of work. You make dinner. You eat dinner. You're just relaxing. <laughs> you watch it for two and a half hours. Like what the hell did I just watch? You turn it off. <laughs> Next oh, day, you do rewatch it. part of it. It's it's even worse than that for me because uh, for my significant other, I'll I'll probably try to watch the original first, or maybe I should do no, actually no this is a good no. Question. Should I just do the Snyder cut? It's interesting. Well. 
That's what I'm saying. Like if if so, I just think that you, you we can go out on the horn for this. My my final closing closing words for anybody else that's that's listening out there and wanting to do this. If you're a superhero fan, and, and if you are, then you obviously seen the Justice League came out again 2017, so you've seen it. If you if you were left wanting more from that movie, maybe you're a hardcore Batman fan or a Superman or whatever. Highly suggest you check it out. If you're not a superhero fan. For instance, my wife, who was like, what the hell changed? My wife. Why is it longer? I was like, you don't get it. That's fine. She actually enjoyed this. When it was done, she was like, this was this was pretty good. The last one, I remember she was like, I don't understand. They didn't contact, they didn't provide the context, whatever. So I get that. So like, if you're a superhero person, go for it. If you're not, the internet will make a two hour or one hour and ninety and thirty minute cut of this. They will sh- they will chop the bullshit down. So you're like, hey, listen, if you just want to watch the bare minimum, boom, here's ninety minutes. The internet is great, and they will do that. We'll they will make that for original. you. Watch that version. If you're a superhero guy, watch the four hour cut. That's my advice. So you can either rewatch the original movie or the Snyder. I would avoid watching the original movie at all costs. Watch the new one unless you want to compare the differences and watch a highlight reel of them explaining the differences to you, and then you say, "Okay, those were the differences. I like this one more. Here's why." I did watch a 24 minute YouTube video explaining 43 differences from the first one and this one. So just watch that if you really want to see it. But yeah. But the differences were so small and subtle that, like, it's like, um, you know, like an hourglass, right? A lot of, little sand doesn't do much, but a lot of it over time does. And that's what this four-hour movie did. Little bit of changes doesn't do a whole lot. But when you really do it correctly and it adds up to a big pile, it makes a different movie. And I really enjoyed it for that. So that's the first one was a big pile. Basically, yeah, so. if you the ever... First one- <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to say, basically, if you ever asked yourself, why didn't R2-D2 have more speaking roles in a movie, you should watch <laughs> You should watch the Snyder Cut. <laughs> if you haven't asked yourself that question, then watch nothing. Just don't watch. He does watch. deserve more speaking beep roles. Beep, bop, beep, boop. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Fair. Fair. All right. Fair. Yep. All right. Well, that's pretty comprehensive coverage. So without spoiling anything, yes, there is brand new content. In fact, 90% of it is like... Never before seen because it was only shot by Zack Snyder. So it is a different movie. I highly suggest you check it out if you like superhero stuff. But that's all I have to say about it. So That's it. Solid. Speaking of superhero stuff. Also, again, in the Geek News section here. Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier, whatever it's called, came out on Friday. First episode, right? So we're, we're done with WandaVision. We're putting that away, putting it in the drawer. We'll talk about that, unpack it later. But man, Falcon and Winter Soldier is out and this first episode, a little bit lackluster. I get they're setting stuff up. They always do. Ryan, you've obviously got a hot take on it. But man, I liked it. I didn't love it. Just I mean, me. I think a lot of people felt that way with WandaVision in the first episode. But this one. Yeah, I was one. I felt, well, I was confused. But then you give it time. It unfolds. It yeah. works. But this one was full throttle. I mean, even from the very start. And you actually get to see Falcon. You know, doing some amazing things that being, I don't think he cool. ever. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think I he ever really understood badass. what he on your left. I don't think he was ever able, or ever understood what he was actually capable of doing as a superhero. I just know he had you know wings that came out whenever he called upon them, and he could fly. And you know, obviously he's got supersonic hearing and things like that. But I think that really got to uh, 
really show showcase Falcon in a lot of ways. Um, they got to tell a little bit more of his story, and this this kind of really uh, shows what life was like now that the you know what, since the snap was undone, you know, and then it's only a couple of months after you know Thanos dies and everything else. So that five months. So I thought that was a good take, and everything's kind of like everybody's trying to get their life back in order. Everybody's trying to do this, that, and the other. Um, so I really liked it. I thought it was pretty full throttle. They got to tell a little bit more of, uh, you know, show what, uh, the winter soldier or Bucky is going through as well. I don't want to give too much away there, but, um, I really enjoyed the first episode of this, uh, more than I thought I would, to be honest. I thought it was going to be slower, but it, I didn't think it was. So I, I knew it was going to be winter soldier, the movie, right? Like part two. Like, I knew that was going to be the way they shot it. It was going to yeah. look like the Bourne identity. It's not quite there yet. It's not as fast-paced. There's not much action yet. Right. They're setting up both characters kind of independently. Right. I had a feeling it's going to take it's going to take a couple episodes to get going. But, but Lostman, did you see this one? Uh, no. Uh, and this oh. is this is what I get for, uh, you know, living out of a Prius for like four days. Going so. to Sebring for the weekend, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you live out of your car, you don't get a whole lot of opportunities to watch four We forget movies. his Prius doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> it doesn't, not yet, but that's a good idea. Well, do you want to go on mute or do you want to turn your headphones off or put them down for the next 10 minutes just, so we can talk just about this? bring it on, bring it on. Okay. Well, I don't think that anything we're going to talk about now is going to really spoil things. It's all speculation, but r- really the first episode... In Does Falcon ever up. fly? Just, yes. I don't, yes. I yes, don't spoil it. No, I'm kidding, by the, the way. The best thing... <laughs> he watched all that in a different movie. The best thing about the first episode... I just told episode, you he did. <laughs> the best thing about the first episode is that it really does or did or is... A, a, a TV version of a Marvel movie. I mean, it's Correct. high impact. It is all action. It is a spy, you know, whatever thriller. It is, he's weaving in and out of the, you know, these canyons and, and big set pieces. So absolutely, it is it is a Marvel movie for sure. Just, just meant for TV that's six episodes long, which is great. And I also hate to break it to you, but Bucky Barnes is a tormented soldier. And we're going to need a little bit of time to unpack that before he can go back to being a soldier who rips people's throats out. A regular, Allegedly. A regular guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just doing normal stuff with a metal arm. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I, think, I think the story that they've started with, at least in this, uh, the first show, really sets the tone for what he's going to be uh, going through and what he's going to become, I think, in the end of this. Well, but but so and I want to ask you the same question. But okay, that's that's Falcon, or that's that's Bucky. Got it. What about Falcon? What did you pull off in this episode? From well, Falcon? we already know where they, some... we already know where his story ends up. Well, not necessarily. Because uh, what I did you see that last little he... scene of the show? Just say it. I mean, if you want, he made I... a mistake by not becoming the next Captain America. He did. He's gonna and have he to recognize make it. up for that mistake by how bad this. U.S. agent probably is. Did you see that guy's face? <laughs> yeah, it looks like a scumbag. Most yeah. goofiest. What I Captain America was, looking guy you could ever imagine. It's like your local Captain car America. dealership did a Captain America exactly. commercial, and they're like, "Oh, we just got the guy from you know he works in the garage. Come out, 
He's got a good smile. Yeah. He's a he's a. He wears double. the gorilla costume when he spins his sign too. Well, he's like he a just captain. Wears a suit. He doesn't. He's a symbol. He doesn't actually do anything. He's like a captain. But, but, but stay see, America. <laughs> like. Yeah. But like the 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 kicker is that I caught that I pulled out of this show was like you saw Bucky, you know, just trying to like because again this this to you know if let's see if if we started six months five to six months after the blip and after you know thanos and all that stuff happened after endgame if you will so like things are relatively back to normal but people have not gotten back to normal normal right so like you still are realizing that like your your family and friends that you haven't realized or that you haven't seen in five years just came back to life and realized you know back into existence which is weird it's a weird thing so now we're six months from that point and so like you see all this shit that's happening in the world, and it's like there's there's people that are like saying, "Well, life was better during the blip when we had fewer people, or life was better after, and then superheroes didn't exist, yeah. and now enhanced individuals are here, and then we have to regulate." It's all this weird crap, and like the the thing that I liked about it is that you saw how like tormented uh, Falcon was for for not taking the shield and not like stepping up to captain america and saying well i don't know if this is mine and backing down and then all of a sudden well if you back down someone else will fill that roster and that's where a shitty agent uh u.s agent comes in where he looks like a scumbag because he obviously doesn't isn't built in the same principles and you have to assume that falcon's getting set up for this in the for something bad in the meantime you've got buck bucky that's there being like i'm just trying to get my shit together like i just got <laughs> i've out been of a killer for 90 years yeah i've been a killer for 90 years i'm 115 years old or whatever and i've got a metal arm that they built me in wakanda like this is a very weird thing that he's trying to not get back into so i think these story arcs will come together i know and and they'll rally and they'll they'll expand but like it is it is a pretty foundational episode the first one because it's tough. It's tough to wrap all that in together and then put them on this buddy-buddy road trip. My well, opinion. we've also created a power gap. There's no more Iron Man. There's no more outer space threat. But there are just regular bad guys who are trying to steal and destroy. And well, the funny thing about that, though, is what we've learned from WandaVision and what we learned from Captain Marvel is that Nick Fury is on the you know, the spaceship with the... Um, what are they called? They like the the shape shifting guys. They're green. Yeah, scrolls. <clears throat> He's on the scroll ship up there, and then Monica Rambo pisses off into outer space with another scroll from Wandavision. So like, there is outer space stuff that's happening, but I don't think it's going to be the plot line of Falcon Winter Soldier. Like that's obviously no, what's boots no, in the ground. No, I think this is what opens up the rest of the Marvel universe, though, <clears throat> because. The X-Men fought the Skrulls, Deadpool fought the Skrulls, everybody. Like, it's, this can be, like, the next big wave that's, like, three lead-up movies. Yeah. And then we have another and I think world invasion, whatever it is. But this can tie in different genres of the Marvel Universe that aren't the Avengers. Correct. So, I got two quick inserts. Um, they're actually Flurkins. Okay. No, well, Flurkin is the cat. Yeah. Fl- oh, I thought that's okay. All right. Only the cat. The oh, scroll so is scrolls are green shapeshifters, big ears. Okay. Well, I've got an orange cat, so just shout out to him real quick. <laughs> yeah, well, um, that's a Flurkin. He just yes. wanted to plug the cat. Yeah. Just wanted to, just wanted to make sure everyone knew <laughs> about the cat. Can you hold it up to the microphone right now? <laughs> okay. Yep. Typically he does. Uh, and then also, um, so, so 
I um, I haven't seen any of this, and I uh, I look forward to seeing all this because you guys are getting real in depth. But <laughs> um, you're welcome. Well, yeah. Um, no. Well, actually, you kind of threw me off of the flirting thing, so I kind of forgot my point there. I mean, you started the flirting thing. No one said flirting before. All right, you, well, so. it's not my fault. <laughs> you threw yourself fault. off. So yeah, just yeah, it's not your flirting fault. We, we flirting get it, okay? Let's not be a dick about it. All right, all right. Well. Botch kick and a save. All by Laos. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. It'll be all right. What? Okay. What point? That's it. Did you no, the no, I did. He couldn't make his point because there's odd, no because flirkins. Because he started with the timeout hand gesture, which usually means I have something impactful to say, and I'm still waiting to be impacted. All right. Oh, that sounds like a medical <laughs> thing. That normally is. <laughs> you keep waiting, buddy. Okay. Uh, just come back to me. I'll be all right. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's really about it. Like I think that's that's about all we can say about it. It's not like it's terribly complex. I think it's just it's going to set up. Like if you took if you took okay so Ryan if you took this first episode and you compared it to the first episode of Wandavision, which one would you be more engaged in? Well, right now, it's well, easy for me to say. I mean, I, I I was more engaged into this one only because I didn't know what was going on in Wandavision until maybe yeah. towards the end where you're kind of just like, oh, there's something else going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like this, this Laos. Honestly, this is like the born identity, right? They're just they're they're there's chaos. Things are happening. It's like they're running out of adjectives for the next one. Yeah, yeah I got it. Right. The born the Falcon and Winter Soldier ultimatum. We get it. I'm not not. <laughs> it's gonna be there. All I'm saying is that there's this is a sign of things to come. And what I really really did enjoy about this is the subtle details. There was so many things that came out of this, like how they had. Like, there's a point where, like, Captain America has a Smithsonian exhibit. This isn't ruining anything whilst there's other characters that come in and kind of introduce themselves and say, like, well, what about this and what about that? And it kind of steers the, the tone of the show or that episode, like, at least in a direction. There's a couple different characters, like, what is that guy doing? We'll see him again or we have seen him in the past. I mean, there's some weird stuff like that. I just think that this is going to, like Ryan said, unpack itself eventually. And of course it will. The problem is there's only six episodes in this series. Well, by the That's end of the it. sixth episode, we're all going to be cheering for Falcon to pick up the shield. So, yeah, I, I'm a, I was cheering for that in the beginning. I think that that at at the end of Endgame, he should have picked it up and said, "Yeah, this is this is but, me. This is what we're going to do." But I don't but, know if he. I think he was still mourning the whole, you know, Captain America not being Captain America anymore, and and not maybe even if he is feeling like he could do it, maybe not wanting to just take up the shield right away. Like this is going to be a grooming process throughout the whole next five episodes. In my opinion, are they all going to be the same length? Huh? Is it all going to be the same length? Yeah. Yeah. About, about an hour, but you're going to see his, you're going to see his character, you know, completely change and his mentality towards it. And then him being okay with carrying the shield. That's what they're going to groom it towards. I guarantee it. Right. And that's, that's he might not feel worthy. Even if he is, he might not feel worthy. He'll get over of not picking up the shield for his family, which he's trying to do right now, exactly. by not being Captain America. Correct. Yep. Or, or the opposite, where he's going to say, "Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do this and whatever for his family." I think that'll that'll also that could also happen. Or like it's the opposite, where he does accept that and then also you know tries to do some. It, it's a bizarre place for it, but I I honestly I remember at the end of Endgame we we did a show. You know what? I must have been a year, year and a half ago, or whatever, when when Endgame came out. It was like, you know, I didn't really think that Falcon was 
the right fit for the next Captain America. I honestly thought that Bucky, you know, should have had the the shield and should have carried the torch. I I think this ep- I think this show is going to oh, sway my opinion. Unless I think, unless it is gearing up for the winner. I don't think so. To do it, you don't think? I, okay. I don't well, think I guess so. we'll have to find out. Maybe there's one or the other. That could be why there's they're both so in many. It. There were so <clears> many references. Like in Laos, this is again not a spoiler, but just something that you can you saw in the trailers when he's sitting down, he's talking to a therapist, Bucky. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a spring wood behind him. He's the Winter Soldier with the spring forest behind him. It's not you know it's it's weird subtle shit like that that I just know they're like grooming these characters into something else. And and the music is right because they even had old composers come back and put it together. So it, it's just a whole bunch of shit. But it's very much too early to judge this series based off the first episode. Much like WandaVision. Way to go, you know, Marvel. That's fine. Maybe Second episode <laughs> comes out this Friday. So maybe they can both. Yeah, maybe they can both be Captain America. They can, they can share. They can share no, no, the no. shield. They don't need to share. Uh, one could be Captain North America. Uh, one could be South Captain South America. Captain South America. Oh, Laos. What? No, let's not make it racial. <laughs> it's they can. Okay, Captain Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere. Let's just call it that. Good lord! I just meant they could share the role. We're one. Nation. One of them's got more of a wintry vibe, so he could be North North America. That's what I'm saying. Guess. Yeah, he could be Captain Canada. <laughs> Falcon can cover all the, you know. Falcon, dude. Carnival? Can you Summer imagine territory. Falcon at Carnival? Oh, He'd have like blue and green on his his wings. No, all right. Well, whatever. That's fine. Well, I still haven't seen it, so don't blame me. Ain't my fault. I just hope if he does become Captain America, it keeps his wings. That'd be cool. Just saying. Because Captain America always had wings. I mean, um, facts. What? <laughs> It'd be yeah. cool. He's gonna miss flying if he becomes Captain America. What? You can still fly. Why you gotta be like a Captain Grounded America? Like that Captain doesn't... America didn't fly, but Falcon does. So if he becomes Captain, Captain America, Murphy. he could fly. That'd yeah. be awesome. Captain Blacklisted from the FAA, America. Like I mean, they gotta replace sense. somebody that flies. Iron Man flew, so they gotta replace. You know, maybe twofold. Uh, twofold. That's also what the Falcon was for: is to get Captain America to and from most places. So it's like, let's just skip the middleman and not drop you off, but you be exactly. yourself there. You could just be yourself. <clears throat> anyway. Well, I'm a Falcon <laughs> fan of that. I'm a Falcon fan as well. But we have been going for long enough. We said we were going to try and keep this to a, to a shorter episode. But boys, um, any final notes before we get on, on with this episode? I highly suggest that everybody um, definitely Googles some of the Snyder Cut stuff just to see what's different because there are a ton of stuff. A, a lot, a lot of things that have changed, and it makes a better movie. In a lot of instances, four hours is that the best? I don't, I don't know if it is. So I can't say that that's I mean, the best thing that if happened. If you had your chance this, of but... watching Dances with Wolves and the Snyder <laughs> Cut, I mean, Snyder Cut, take, Dances with long Snyder. form storytelling is an art Dances form. with the Snyder. Dances I would watch Snyder. that. That sounds lovely. There you go. Yeah, Kevin Costner for Batman, please. <laughs> One day. Again. No, they're bringing Michael Keaton back. You know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Michael Keaton, not Kevin Costner. No, he's DC just Batman. needs to That's figure what, what the now. fuck they're doing, man. Like, you know, just... I don't mind if they just say, hey, fuck everybody else, and we're going to do the multiverse, and every Batman, and every Aquaman, and every whatever can Go be different. Go for it. I'd every okay penguin. With that. Sure. Every penguin. And never have it geared towards anything big. Okay. We're talking about cool. Well, they can do it. 
they can do it very very well if they if they were like this the Snyder cut is one thing and this is one thing that we have a second I just don't want a second version of Aquaman and a second version of Wonder Woman and a second version of Wonder yeah. Woman 84 and a second version of Batman v Superman like I don't want all that I just want y'all to like be like this is the progression yeah. and it leads to here right like the Marvel universe did it, or Star Wars right it leads to that. here that's just what it is, and that's the shining North Star. So I'll, I'd like that. But all right, that's my last bits. I'm I'm good after I'm that. Good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, boys, where can the good kids find you, Mister Ryan? <laughs> which which uh, Instagram handle would you like? You to tell me, dude. Again? I'm fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a text the other day. He's like, I don't know what it is. And it was like all my different variations that I've had in the it past. It was Brood Boy like, Man Tampa Eight. Six one three at <laughs> underscore Ryan. Yeah, stop it. Just no, stop we'll it. just make it simple. Rye underscore guy eight one three. That's it. All right. Boom. Mr. At, oh, that's where, where's, yeah, where's wait, wait, that? Yeah, that yeah, that's, uh, that's on Instagram. Uh, you can also tune into um, one of the other podcasts that we have going, which is the uh, Fantasy Brews podcast, where we're leading up to the twenty twenty one NFL uh, football draft. And going all over all the prospects, draft orders, you know, who we think is going to get picked when. Uh, and then after that, we'll also be touching base on and focusing on who to pick up for your fantasy leagues this year. So stay tuned for more on that. And again, that's the Fantasy Brews podcast on the uh, Craftology Radio Network. That's true. And craftologyradio.com is where you can find that stuff. If you can't find it on this channel, if you don't subscribe to this channel, please do. Um, don't look for fantasy brews craft news like Brian said <laughs> independently so let's just not search for that one oh we'll search for I the one that what you I said. called it <laughs> yeah you always do um <laughs> I have too many things going on <laughs> that's all right uh, but thank you yeah that, that's good so you find us there craftologyradio.com Lawson where can the good kids find you uh, Ryan, you should make one that's just fantasy ews. It's just poor decisions made during like draft <laughs> picks and stuff. I'm not gonna yeah. lie that that'd be pretty funny. But uh, I actually, always... you'd be amazed what we could cover on that. Two years ago, during the uh, actual fantasy uh, football draft, one of the guys drafted a player who that same day, within 20 minutes of making the pick, tore his ACL and he was out for the year. So that is a that is a fantasy ooh right there. Well, on that segue, I can be found at Mr. Louseman on Twitter. Uh, and then also, apparently, I've been appearing in TikToks. Um, oh. Ooh, yeah. TikTok. Uh, TikTok. Yeah. For our are, younger audience. Yeah, I'm not really, like, doing them. I'm just appearing in them. <laughs> so, um, eventually, I'll get to the point where I would like to start plugging the ones that I'm appearing. But I'm not there yet, so we'll get there. Um, yeah. All right, Mr. Lastman, hit me up on Twitter. All right. And, of course, you can find, um, well, I, I do most of the uh, the company-wide reporting from uh, Craftology Radio. That's Insta and Twitter and uh, YouTube as well. You can find us at Craftology Radio on YouTube. Um, please do check us out. We've, we post videos, I don't know, once every two weeks, maybe. It's like depends on different stuff that comes out. And we try to do movie trailers and do all sorts of different stuff now. But um, really encourage you guys to test us out there. Um I, I've recently been doing some... I was contacted by a, um, a, a few different Oculus Quest developers that are asking us to do demos. So I've got one coming for Mortal Online, which is not an Oculus title, but it's a it's a full-blown PC game. Lyles, we're going to talk about that later. I've also got um, 
the uh, 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 like a free running game that's coming out on Oculus Two that we're gonna post there too very soon. So um, yeah, just just stay tuned to Craftology Radio. Um, again, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and then um, Chet, where can they find you? Yeah, that's just at Cheddar Bob. That's Cheddar underscore Bob on the grams. Um, I'm a 34 year old man, so I don't have TikTok. You can just find me on Instagram. And <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm an adult person, so uh, I haven't been totally talked yet. But you know, if things go really bad in my life, maybe you'll see me there. Ooh, pop on the channel, bud. <laughs> just all kidding. Right. Just kidding, guys. Ah, it's all good. Chats well, on TikTok every day. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and as we say at the end of every podcast, Mr. Wilson. Uh, you can find Chet on TikTok once he starts making million dollar views and a couple hundred thousand dollars or a couple hundred thousand likes. Okay, so it's not all bad. I wow, guess. that was that was a bad delivery from <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, you really showed me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if we work together, we can figure out who did this to me. I think Chet should do the end of what we say at the end of every. Yeah, episode. we might need to redo that one. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club craft brews and geek news grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content add this podcast to your favorite rss feed or itunes chat with the guys on twitter at brewmasters club and facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club cheers this podcast is part of the craftology radio network Listen, We Get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.